Are you ready to vibe? You're listening to Creepy Vibes Only. She put your name as Annabelle. <laughs> okay, put the wrong microphone. I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> All right, Annabelle, I'm back. <laughs> Hello. Starts <laughs> locking my door. Can't hear anything coming, and I'm by myself. So, one live. All right. Which ones are we doing now? I can't remember. We are doing our thematic episode. Oh, très bien. You hear yeah. that, guys? We're doing our thematic episode. <laughs> I hope you're excited. I'm excited. It's going to be a fun one. Oh, my God, yeah. It's going to be great. I hope you guys are ready. Mm-hmm. Grab your butts. Hold on to your butts. <laughs> Hold on to your butts. It's going to get crazy up in this bitch. I hope you yeah, can't hear so. it. I've been cleaning my makeup brushes while we're doing this because like, I need to do something with my hands while I talk. I don't know why. That's just who I am. I could hear at the end of my story last time, but oh my bad. Just was it loud? Your microphone. It was okay. Oh. Can you hear it now? Yes. What about now? No. Uh-huh. So the trick is for me to not hold and run for the fucking microphone and do it. <laughs> it's just the ASMR of me getting product off my brushes. Sorry, I don't mean to be obnoxious. It's okay. I need to either get 80 text messages and not have my phone on uh, silent <laughs> or I need to just do something into the microphone aggressively. Uh, I need water. Yeah, get your water. Yeah. In real life, stay hydrated. You hear that, kids? Stay hydrated. You heard it here first. <laughs> I had a lot of caffeine. Uh, I'm vibing. I'm so like... I, like I still have my cold, but I'm I think I'm doing better. Then like I can still hear them stuffy, but whatever. It's fine. I perpetually have mm-hmm. like fucked up sinuses during our episodes. Mm-hmm. So sorry guys, this is not a place where people do not sound nasally. Yeah. <laughs> this is a safe space for people who are nasally. And if you have an issue exactly. with that, We're like and subscribe. A group. Yeah. <laughs> like and subscribe oh, for more thanks. nasally content. Okay, sorry. I'm <laughs> So as we mentioned before, we're doing a bajillion of these recordings back to back. So we won't be doing the whole like, hi, how are you? I'm good today. So don't be thrown off that the intro is weird because we're not going to be posting these back to back. We're no, just, just embrace it. Yeah, we're just making sure we don't miss episodes anymore. So Also, it's our podcast and not yours. <laughs> I'm not sorry. Look at you fighting. So feisty. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> listeners. I came to fight. <laughs> I did not. So come yeah, out and let me. Yeah. Listen, I'm a Virgo <laughs> and my moon is in Scorpio and my rising is Aries. So came here Let's to go. I'm better than everyone and also for me. <laughs> what a fucking combo. But at least I'm not a Gemini, right? Kidding. <laughs> Anyways. All right. So, like I mentioned earlier, we actually have. Our stories today are interconnected in that they're kind of the same concept, but from different cultures. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be an exciting one. 
Um, are we ready to start off? Do you yeah. want to fight, start fights with more people, or you're good? No, I'm good. I'm good. I'll okay, let come to me. Don't okay. actually, I'm very gentle. <laughs> In my work, I right. save lives. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. That's a lie. Anyways. <laughs> Go ahead, Steph. Oh, right. So, again, I think it's going to be a short episode, but, you know, we'll try to make Listen, it long. Well, it is free for Maybe. free. Maybe. Be... <laughs> what does that sound? What's that? Do you have a fan going? Yeah. Oh, I think whenever it like turns towards the the microphone, it makes you move. think that your room is haunted. It does move though. Oh, I don't know. Listen, don't worry about it. Okay. It's just all right. <laughs> Anyways, so today I'm going to be talking about the Banshee. I'm very excited. I don't know. I was always obsessed with Banshee when I was young. My favorite Mario Kart race level is Banshee's Boardwalk. Oh. Yeah, very fun. <laughs> so, uh, for just to start, start off, in uh, Irish folklore, it is said that when you see or hear the Banshee, it, it indicates the near death of a family member. So the Banshee is believed to be a fairy or female spirit that does not cause death, but forewarns it. It was believed that the Banshee only warned families of pure Irish descent, but as family blended, blended over time, it was assumed that each family had their very own Banshee. Hmm. So, the yeah. It's kind of so, fun. Yeah, like, the more I, like, read into the history, like, it's much more interesting than that, like, depiction that you have in American TV. Yeah. Ryan, can you let me know what your family's Banshee is? Ryan is Irish. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's no Ryan. <laughs> so the Banshee has different forms. It could either be a beautiful woman wearing a shroud, a pale woman in a white dress with long red hair, a woman with long a long silver dress and silver hair, a headless woman carrying a bowl of blood that is naked <laughs> from the waist up. <laughs> it's an escalation. I think that's probably Ryan's. Ryan, is that your Banshee? Yeah, yeah. Probably. Uh, <laughs> an old woman with frightening red eyes, a green dress, and long white hair. Or an old woman with a veil covering her face, dressed in a black in black with long gray hair. So Jesus. the family connection is extremely important to the story of the Banshee. And it plays a huge role into what type of version of Banshee you'll be visited with. So there is a good version and then a not so good version. So I will start with the good version. So this type of Banshee, it could take any form that is pleasant to see. Uh, so this Banshee has created a strong loving bond with her family and visits dying family members to prepare them for their passing. So in these situations, she appears as a beautiful, enchanting woman uh, who sings a beautiful, haunting song filled with sorrow and concern for the family member. In most cases, only the person who, for whom the song is intended for can hear it, and they will hear the song for a few days before their passing. So this banshee is there to let them know that they're dying and make the passing, um, a peaceful, beautiful experience. But we have the other banshee. 
So, <laughs> uh, and this is the version that people are more uh, familiar with. So this banshee appears as a frightening, hate-filled apparition whose screams can chill you to the bone. It is believed that this banshee has reasons to hate their family, and she is celebrating the future demise of someone they hated. <laughs> so heinous! <laughs> if you're like Donald Trump, I'm your banshee. <laughs> so... In the main, like in Irish folklore, those are the main two benches that they speak of. Um, in other legends, though, the manchi, uh, she is believed, benches are believed to be evil spirits that cause immediate death when you look directly in their eyes. Uh, some actively seek out victims as they enjoy taking a life, and they will do so by tormenting their victims with their screams until the victim goes insane or commits suicide. Um, wow. Other legends warn that the Banshees are able to physically tear people to shreds. Um, however, there are other legends that aren't necessarily tied to the Irish folklore That's that uh, the Banshees' purpose is a bit more positive. Uh, so there's one legend that tells that the Banshee is actually a ghost of a young girl who suffered a brutal death. And now her spirit warns family members of a, brutal vi- of a future brutal or vital death coming. So there's, from the research that I've read, and like again, I have all of the resources. Uh, I sh- I'm not going to list them because I don't have them right in front of me. Um, that like hateful, spiteful, like that torturous spirit was a bit more came to it came to be from television to make it more interesting. But at the true purpose of the banshee, that wasn't that. That's not who the banshee is. Um, there is that like negative side, but that's where she's she, she's not killing people. She's just celebrating that they're dying because they for, they did something to her while she was alive. Um, or there's a the good one who is there to do a help them pass peacefully. Um, interesting. I was able to find a uh, an article that actually the legend of Banshee was dated back to a tradition from the eighth century. And this was women, um, they would sing sorrowful song to lament someone's death, and they would accept alcohol as a form of payment. Um, those women were known as keeners. And accepting alcohol for as a payment was considered a sin. So it was said that the keeners were doomed to become banshees when they pass. So that's where that um, legend of a woman who was wrong, mm-hmm. then in passing comes and haunts people and all of that so like if alcohol as a payment is a sin like everyone who's ever washed my dog i've given him alcohol to and vice versa <laughs> you're all gonna be banshees <laughs> yikes yeah fucking you me still christine <laughs> <Banshee Nation. laughs> um oh Milo's yeah milo sick. that's right that's right milo so i know milo it's not fair is it He's gonna go scream at something downstairs. Good for him. Um, I'm too. Yeah. And then to him. end uh, with one, like an interesting fact that I found from the legend of Banshee is that, um, so as it's as it was believed that as it was believed that each family had a their own Banshee, it was considered to be blasphemous not to actually believe in the Banshee. So that's where a lot of the older generation Irish generations. Um, 
it was extremely important to believe in the Banshee. And you could not, you couldn't say anything bad about her. Like you couldn't mock the Banshee. You had to believe in it. So, Damn. yeah, I could, you're cleaning your makeup brushes, aren't you? <laughs> Uh-oh. I thought I might just need it. I'm organizing them by color. I am listening. I just, I don't know. Oh, so that sorry. was the story of the Banshee. I loved it. And so did my makeup brushes. <laughs> I found it very interesting. I yeah, like I love it. Of it. I like that it's also like it's like two sides of one coin. And I also like mm. that like you can have like different relationships with your Banshee. Yeah. So you like, should get yourself one. Well, I mean, I'm half Scottish, half German in my terms of like where my family is from. Like I'm Canadian. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but my ancestry is German and Scottish. And like if you're Scottish, English, or Irish, like you're all three. There is, is a type of like Scottish banshee. Oh yeah, we like, that's not her name. Of... But I oh, remember yeah. my researcher was one I think maybe you're talking about her at one point. Um, I should know that. Let's see. Scottish <laughs> Banshee. Uh, well, there's the Ban Sith, which is the one of the fairies. Mm-hmm. Um, we seem to also call, we, I'm not really Scottish, like, I'm Canadian. Uh, in Scotland, the Banshee may be referred to as Ban Sith or Bean Sith. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, but it, those cultures are so intermingled that, like... Yeah. It's probably the same story-ish, just different terms with some differences yeah, diff specific. Yeah, different massages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that was it for my story. I said it was, it was short. I love... Yeah, but good. I, like, I think Banshees are, like, yeah. fascinating. And I love that, like... Like you said, like it can have like a positive connotation. It can have a negative mm -hmm. connotation. Um, Ryan, I it's hope not, your banshee like has Hollywood. a head. <laughs> I mean, at least if she doesn't have a head, you know she has a message. Like, to ignore her message. Yeah, like she's she's there to talk to you. And I love that, like, if mm -hmm. like she has a song for you in the context of like easing you into your um, yeah. impending demise. Like, it's just for you. She's like mm -hmm. a like a really like dedicated hospice nurse. She's like, here, I made you a remix. Yeah. Listen to my playlist. <laughs> I made this mixtape for you. Um, if you could let me know what you think, that'd be great. I'll just I'll just wait for you on the other side. Yeah. Uh <laughs> no back. worries. I mean, I only spent like, you know, all of my expertise making this, so no big deal. <laughs> Damn, Banshee. Oh, yeah. yeah, hopefully it's not just her wailing nonstop. Just like ah! <laughs> Like That's if she doesn't like you. Yes, yeah, like that heavy screamer rock. <laughs> she gives you this like blood red eight track. Like listen to this. <laughs> she likes you. It's like a really beautiful record. Yeah, Sounds like Adele. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who can say what the road? <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's the right lyrics, but it's it sounded right to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh God. So uh, those of you that know me know that I think Mexico is like the coolest place. Mm -hmm. um, my beautiful, wonderful friend Paco has like offered to take me when someday when 
um, COVID is over because he is from Mexico and like knows all the cool places and he's just the greatest. And um, so this story is Latin American folklore. So not just Mexico, like it's all over the place, but uh, I just wanted to talk about how great Mexico is. Um, mm -hmm. And it is about La Llorona. Very cool. So I apologize if my pronunciation veers uh, sharply towards French, because <laughs> that is <laughs> the second language I know best. Um, but I will do my best. Uh, <laughs> I made my notes like weeks ago. <laughs> And I'm now like looking at the way I've written them and they're just so chaotic. Um, <laughs> for example, note one, like bullet one is ghost. And then with like asterisks, interactive Latin American folklore. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Thanks, Emma, of the past. It's very helpful. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. Interactive Latin American folklore. Okay. Um, this one is like, I find it really really cool um and in the same way like a banshee is like known for like screaming or like being like a harbinger of death potentially mm -hmm. so is la rona so she is sometimes referred to as the weeping woman slash the whaler um and of course i also am driven like drawn i should say not driven i'm drawn to the story because it has a drowning component Oh, and running prevention is my life's work. Mm -hmm. Um, so she actually roams the waterfronts mourning her children who died of drowning. So okay. there are some variances in like her origin story and her general legend, like depending on like what region you're in, but there are some commonalities. So, uh, in one. Uh, her name is Maria and is, she is a gorgeous gal. Like she's super beautiful and she marries either a rich ranchero or a conquistador. So either like a man with a huge ranch or like a conquistador was basically like one of those guys from like Spain who were colonizers and were very rich and profiting off being a colonizer as so many did and continue to do. And they get married. They're happy. Yada, yada, yada. They have two kids at least usually it's one or two, but usually it's two, but oh dear, she witnesses her husband uh, getting some strange and uh, she like loses it. Uh, she in like her rage proceeds to drown her children in a river and immediately regrets doing so tries to save them. Can't save them or resuscitate them. And then she drowns herself. And dies by suicide. Sad. So sad. Um, so it then she's stuck in purgatory and can't move on to the afterlife until she finds her children. Um, in other variations uh, of the legend, she like her kids are actually illegitimate, so she drowns them to stop their biological father, who is not the conquistador or is a different conquistador from taking them and having his wife raise them. So taking them away from her. So she'd rather kill them than have someone else raise them. Just sad. Mm -hmm. um, and typically like her spirit wears white, uh, screams or wails and is associated with bodies of water. Um, the story itself is 
pre-colonial, but mostly associates with the colonial era, like specifically drawing a dynamic and highlighting the dynamic between indigenous women and Spanish, Spanish conquistadors, because typically La Llorona is a woman who is indigenous to Latin America. Mm -hmm. um, I also noticed like it kind of, I find it also brings attention to like the patriarchal expectations enforced by the culture surrounding the folklore and how like La Llorona is typically an indigenous woman being villainized. So like she's weak and her weakness leads to her killing the kids. Mm -hmm. What's also neat is uh, it's very similar to the Greek demigoddess Lamia and her children with Zeus were murdered by Hera when she learned of their affair and went on to murder. And so Lamia then went on to murder other people's children out of jealousy that hers are gone. Um, because La Llorona will sometimes drown your children. Okay. Um, she's also mentioned in something called the Florentine Codex. So the Florentine Codex was a an ethnographic research study done in Mesoamerica by the Spanish Franciscan friar Bernardino de Sagun. Uh, and depending on the region, as I mentioned, the legend has some different uh, relations. So in Mexico, the legend of La Llorona is deeply rooted in popular culture and her story is actually told to children to encourage them not to wander off after dark. Uh, and her spirit is often like evoked in artwork um, and is also done in a yearly waterfront theatrical performance set in mm -hmm. uh, Mexico City. Um, the earliest documentation of La Llorona is traced back to 1550 in Mexico City. Uh, there are theories to how her story can be connected to like the different mythologies of the Aztecs, including some creation stories, which is so cool. So the creation myth uh, of the Aztecs called the Hungry Woman uh, has a wailing woman who's constantly like crying out for food, which has been compared to uh, La Llorona's like you know, her nocturnal wailing for her kids. Um, and her motherly nature has also be, like drawn comparisons to Chihacuotl, who is an Aztec goddess who was considered a deity of, a deity of motherhood. And her, uh, like, Dayorona typically seeks out children to take for herself because she's looking for her kids, um, which is also compared to... Uh, who is known as Our Lady Mother, or Tonatzi, who is compared to the uh, Virgin of Guadalupe, who's another significant mother figure in Mexican culture. Uh, and those aforementioned ones are monsters that devour filth or sin. <laughs> so really aggressive. Uh, so of course, um, La Llorona is also present in the Southwestern United States, which have a really heavily uh, influenced culture by Latin America because so many people living there are indigenous, like from that culture, or have migrated from there to the United States. So the story of La Llorona is told to scare children into doing like things that abide with their parents' expectations and to have good behavior, um, and also specifically to deter children from playing near dangerous water. So drowning prevention with La Llorona. Um, well, we won't be starting to do that in our swimming lessons because that's a little extreme. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you go near water, you the ghost die. of a woman who drowned her children will come and will drown you. 
can't imagine uh, our Rectus being on board with that. Um, so it's told to them that her cries are actually heard as she's like wandering the streets near bodies of water. Um, but I'm just like imagining little kids like, you know, like when we were kids, you'd always be like watching it for the white van. Like that because serial killers would always yeah. be in white vans to kidnap kids. I'm imagining like kids being like listening for like screaming the way kids do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, in Venezuela, uh, the tale of La Llorona is set uh, during the colonial period. And she's actually in this variance, she is a woman who died of sorrow after her kids were either killed by her or her family. And in Venezuela, families would actually place wooden crosses above their doors to like keep her away. Which I find it super cool. Um, and yeah, there's lots, there's lots of films and uh, plays and TV movies or TV shows that have La Llorona as a subject. There's actually a pretty recent movie called La Llorona that came out. Yeah, um, remember that. Everyone was like going nuts for it. Yeah, it's like the sixth installment of The Conjuring Universe, which is my favorite series of horror movies. Um, it was also uh, mentioned in the pilot episode of Supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. So I find her like extremely fascinating. Like, I find it sad that, like, uh, the origin story. Yeah, like, I find that so sad because I think that mm. drowning is just the saddest thing. And I also find it sad that, like, she's described as a woman who, like, would rather kill her kids than, like, have them raised elsewhere, even, like, even if they would have, like, a happy life. Yeah. But yeah, I find it so fascinating. And, like, the image of this, like, drowned woman screaming walking around is terrifying to me it is it is yeah i know what to say i have nothing to say it was extremely interesting it's yeah it's, it's just yeah sad. it is and and yeah fascinating stuff a couple stories interesting for you guys. how like a sad story becomes a scary one yeah well i mean it's all like to prevent it from happening to you, right? Because, like, yeah. I don't know, drowning's pretty fucking scary. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what a great tool for drowning prevention. <laughs> scary <laughs> straight. Yeah. It was very interesting. Well, yeah. I didn't know much about the, the La Llorona. Um, like, aside from that, it was a scary thing, but... Yeah, well, it's, it's like, one of the many different, like banshee slash like weeping woman subtypes yeah. right like mm -hmm. they're common in different cultures and i think that this one's a really interesting component yeah so thanks to wikipedia because this is all very from wikipedia. cool summarized it beautifully Here. for me mike is acting all weird uh emma can hear us she can't talk though <laughs> So we're going to end the session here and continue our recording marathon for you. We hope that you really liked this episode. Uh, and again, uh, we want to hear your feedback, your comments. So don't um, send us an email at studiopodcast.gmail.com. You can find us on social media. If you do listen to the end, we do list all of those for you. 
we absolutely appreciate all of your support and we're super happy that you guys are liking what we're doing so far so we will see you uh in a bit have a good end of your day or night or whenever you're listening to this bye Thanks, guys bye <laughs> you're back <laughs> i made it back for the end see you in the next one <laughs> bye bye <laughs> well we lost emma Thank you for listening to Creepy Vibes Only. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook by searching for Creepy Vibes Only Podcast. We absolutely appreciate and love your support, and you can do so by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribing to the show wherever you listen. If you wish to get in touch with us, you can send us an email at cvopodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voice message on our podcast's page on Anchor. We will talk to you in two weeks. Bye!